Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Joining me once again is my co-host Richie Schneiderite. Richie, this is an instant-ish reaction edition. Uh, of course, we had some news break after we hit publish yesterday, which is yeah. uh, standard. <laughs> it's, it's par for the course. Uh, so Cliff Amuri, Amuri, Jesus, I can never say his name, um, announced he is entering the NBA draft, but he's doing it uh, without an agent. So that means he retains his eligibility with the NCAA. Uh, I think this was a pretty clear, easy thing to see and telegraph. Um, but what are you hearing regarding Cliff? Um, yeah, so obviously he's going to test the NBA waters. I expect him to fully get a bunch of NBA draft workouts and all that good stuff. Don't expect him to get a combine invite because I don't think he's one of the top, uh, I think it's only 60 players that get invited there, maybe yep. less. Um, I don't expect him to get that. I do think he'll get some feedback from scouts. They're going to say, hey, Mostly, uh, probably the same thing we've been saying for quite some time now. Hey, like you, you got to work on your post-up game. Hey, you got to get some post moves. Hey, you, you can't shoot. Um, other than that, like you're pretty athletic. Uh, you're, I would put you in the elite category of, of athleticism. Yep. Um, you can dunk from just about anywhere within like a five foot range of the rim. Maybe even I can even extend that a little more too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he is what he is at this point. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy that he's going to get feedback wise, but I do think that some might try to sell him on the, they're going to tell you straight up. You're probably not a draft pick. I think I can almost guarantee like hundred percent. He will not be a draft pick, but some of them might say, Hey, like if you want to do the, the Ron Harper jr. Route and we, we can get you in the G league real quick and work with you and you could be in the league and they'll try to sell you on the idea of being in the league in a year or two, which is very possible. If he figures out a post moves in a post game, and fixes his defense a little bit and boxes out a little more like, holy shit, like he could be great, but um, it's going to be interesting. It sounds like he'll get that feedback, then come back home and then kind of figure it out with his, uh, with his guardian, with his family and all that. Uh, I still think he comes back. It sounds like it's probably going to come back. Uh, he's technically the crazy part is, and I, I had to rewrite this a couple times in my article and I'm like, yeah, I mean, Cliff has the option to come back if he wants to for the next year or two. And I was like, yeah, he's got, two, he years has, he's got two years left technically. Like, I don't think he stays two, but no, like, I mean, Ron uh, had that extra year last this year too. He could have come back for, but it was pretty obvious. Like you can only enter the NBA draft and return to college once. So mm-hmm. if you're going to enter to test the waters, it's probably a good indication that you're either going or this is your last year. You're, you can't yeah. go twice. So exactly. So I, I think he ends up coming back um, and he'll end up leaving the year after this, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think, he, like I said, he's not a draft, draftable player right now, and that's fine. He's still a very good Big Ten player. Um, he's got he's got to work on his post game. That's that's the biggest thing in your offensive skill set. He does, or lack thereof. He needs to needs to figure it out. He's missing gimmies. He's missing like dunks and lay-ins, and it's like little things like that. And once he figures out a couple post moves, it's the sky's the limit. It's just until he does that, you're kind of sitting here status quo, and that's why you're running an offense through a guy that's through that guy. And that's kind of why the offense struggled as well. Um, but yeah, I think when you su- surround him with more shooters and surround him with a better team next year, I think uh, 
I think actually, I actually think next year's team might be better suited for him, to be honest. Yeah, like if you, <clears throat> I know people have asked about the comparisons to uh, the Sonogo kid on UConn about yeah. Cliff, which I don't see at all. Um, but the reason UConn and teams like Creighton, they have so much success with their big men is because they've surrounded them with really, really good shooters on the outside. So you can't double a big if you have a 38-point, three-point uh, shooter on, you know, high volume in the corner. Like you have to respect that. And Rutgers didn't really have that last year. So teams were willing to just, you know, guard Cam with their best player and then double cliff anytime you got the ball. And that really just kind of tied both Rutgers' hands behind its back because Cliff was getting a lot of easy dump downs. We had Ron and Geo because those are two offensive players you had to take account for on every offensive set. Cliff had a lot more double teams this year. He had a lot more attention towards him. And it showed because he wasn't able to get those easy rim running dunks anymore. He wasn't able to get those mm-hmm. easy high pick and roll uh, paths to the basket. Like they really keyed in on Cliff and he struggled, which, you know, NBA teams are going to see in his tape this year. So it's even a bigger uh, knock against him. Uh, I do agree. Cliff needs to improve massively if he's going to be an NBA prospect. Now, is that at Rutgers? Is that in the G League? Is that overseas? I don't know. I, I do think ultimately, though, that he ends up coming back. I know that there's a an overseas trip this summer that seemed to be heavily focused on trying to uh, get Cliff NIL money. Or at yeah, least the, forgot about the, that. That's the perception of it. Um, sounds like they're going to be going to Africa for their – because every – college basketball program is allowed to go on one overseas trip every four years. So I believe the last overseas trip was to Spain, right? Uh, Spain, was- Portugal. I think it was a couple other countries too. And they just bounced around and they, they do exhibitions, which is kind of cool. And we, and we get the stats, mm-hmm. which is the best part. So yeah, they're going to play some real competition. Yeah. I think that was the 1920 season, like the 2019, 2020 season. Yes. Um, I think it was right before COVID. So yeah. It'd be great if they like televised all those like on even anywhere, just YouTube or whatever. To, just hmm. it'd be a great extra ten. I think they get ten practices right overseas. Something like that. Yeah, it's almost like yep. a spring practice kind of schedule. Yeah. Yep. So, I I don't know. I I think Cliff ultimately gets some great feedback from the NBA evaluators, and he'll probably learn a few things going through the process as well. Um, but I also think he comes back, and that's not from any inside information. Just kind of like playing it out logically. Yeah, no, totally agree with you. Um, he'll get that feedback. He'll come back and sit down. And I think a decision will happen kind of relatively quickly. And uh, they'll kind of just go from there. I know Rutgers is still recruiting big men in the portal, but I think that's more of the fact that you, you need two dominant big men. And we're going back to UConn and Sanago. Uh, they, they've kind of proved that you need two dominant big men. Like throughout the season, Donovan Klingon, their backup has, has been almost – superseding Sonago. Like he's been, he's been just as good, if not better. I think his ceiling's a lot higher than Sonago's. And that's, that's saying something considering Sonago was one of the top big men in the, in the country entering this season. So um, yeah, I think you need a, a guy behind cliff. Uh, I think Wolfolk's not there yet, but I think he has the potential to get there. So I think that's kind of why you're seeing them recruit these big men. It's just, it's going to be a hard sell on these guys. It's, it's the portal and they want minutes. They want money. They want everything. And uh, you kind of just, Go from there. Yeah, and just in looking at, like, the number of players who go undrafted and play in the NBA, it's actually, like, rose a lot in the last, you know, few decades. Like, about 20% of all NBA players last year were undrafted. Mm -hmm. Like, that includes two-way guys, so it's not, like, full-time players. But 
you can get to the NBA if you're undrafted and Cliff yeah. right now would be undrafted. So that's not to say, you know, that's to say that, you know, just because if a guy goes undrafted, look at Ron, you know, he's on a two way deal. He's, you know, had his cup of coffee in the NBA. I expect he'll get more minutes next year. Um, as he continues to improve, but the, the, just because you don't go undrafted, just because you don't go drafted, it, that's not a death knell for you in the NBA anymore as much as it used to be. Yeah, no, there's there's so many undrafted guys that end up making it, like you said. Um, trying to think of like the biggest one uh, on the top of my head. There's got to be like <laughs> Dylan Brooks drafted. I feel like he wasn't drafted for some reason. Uh, no, he was drafted, but a guy like Fred Van Vliet wasn't drafted. Um, JJ Barea, Jose Calderon. Mm-hmm. Brad Miller, Udonis Haslam, who's been still in the league somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, John Starks for you Knicks fans. Um, ben Wallace, like there's there's a lot of guys that just went undrafted and they're yeah. super successful. Nas Reed, Rutgers or New Jersey's own uh, Lou Dortz, T.J. McConnell, Christian I did, Wood. I did not Seth see Nas Curry. Reed carving out a role for an NBA. I did uh, not see dude, that one coming. <laughs> like, I didn't expect he was that good of a shooter. Yeah. Um, his recruitment was real weird. LSU came in the last minute. I mean, you could connect the dots in your own head, how that ended up working out. But, um, Alex Caruso's undrafted, Dorian Finney-Smith, Michael Green, Robert Covington, Gary Payton Jr. You know, the list goes on and on. There's a lot of really talented, talented and, and impactful players in the NBA who aren't drafted. Um, yeah. So it's not the craziest thing to go undrafted, but I do think that, he could go under. He'll, he'll probably. I don't think he gets drafted to be honest at all. Even if he, like, yep. unless he has a crazy jump from this year to next year. But mm-hmm. um, I think the G League's in his future. So I think you go there and you kind of, kind of just work on your game. Do what most guys do in the G League and look at Ron. Ron's putting up crazy numbers and um, he he like it's, it's still like it's tough to get to that league. There's only so many spots yep. and it's the world's smallest professional league. Like it's it's a tough league to get into. But we'll see what happens one day. Um, I, I do think he comes back, and then next year you kind of go from there, and maybe you just sign with the G League and go go from uh, that route and see what happens. Yeah, and I do think they would try and add a big man regardless of if Cliff comes back or not. And mm-hmm. I think that's obvious based on how many big men they're reaching out to uh, because you need, you need a guy who can actually score and give Cliff some time off. I don't think we would start two bigs at once. Um, no, or even that, play significant minutes with two bigs at once. That but. that idea has got to die. I hate that everyone keeps talking about the twin towers. We need the twin towers. It's not happening. Like that that yeah. idea has been this dead is the for 1999 years. Spurs. Like I, David Robinson and Tim Duncan don't work on the same court anymore. It just it's it's brutal to listen to, and it's like I get it. Like you guys want to get this the tallest team possible, the lengthiest team possible. That's not mm-hmm. how it works. It's speed and shooting and shooting more than anything at this point. Um, also length I, more than height too. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that you, you kind of do is you need a backup big. And I'm going to go back to this UConn team. Like Sanago is what? One of the best big men in the country. Top five. Am I, am I, yeah. I don't even think I'm reaching there. I would say top five is nope. about legit. Nope. Guess how many minutes per game he plays? 26. Like, yep. sorry, I, I answered before you could answer. But uh, <laughs> Quingen comes in for 15 minutes a game, and that's that's kind of what you need. Rutgers doesn't have a guy like that can come, like a Quingen that can come in. Like, like yeah, cool. Like, uh, Wolfolk's not the worst, but he's also not the best either. Like, you, you need someone legit that can come in, give him some significant time off. Quiff played, I think they're trying to find the minutes right here. Quiff played 30. They're over 30, and he played over 30 in multiple games. Like, 
I remember a couple of games uh, recently, he was playing what, like 35, 34, and it's like, the man doesn't get a break. <laughs> he needs a break. Yep. Um, yeah, and you saw that at the end, by the end of the season, he was totally worn down. There was a lot of, you know, putbacks that he normally would dunk that he wasn't able to get the same lift on. Mm-hmm. Like, he had no legs left, and maybe that was because of, you know, some kind of soft tissue injury as well that they were hiding or trying to rehab throughout the season. But uh, he did not have the same legs that he had in November that he did in uh, February, that's for sure. Yeah, so that's all I got to say on that. All right, let's move on to something we normally don't talk about. Uh, Let's talk about wrestling. There's a lot going on right now with the wrestling program in terms of the transfer portal and some uh, decommitments. So this morning, literally right before we we went on, um, Rutgers lost a class of 2024 commit in Matt Heinrich from Southern Regional. He just won his first state title, I believe, at 152 pounds. Um, He had a couple. He had a bit of a breakout season. Um, Like I said, this is his first state title. He beat the number one kid in the in the state um, from Blair early in the season. Then he had a a great run through Atlantic City to to win his first state title. Um, And then we also had Boone McDermott, I believe, last night, the heavyweight for Rutgers, announced that he is entering the portal. Now, there's a lot of other things seemingly behind the scenes going on as well. So let's just first talk about those. (laughs) Let's first talk about uh, Matt Heinrich and Boone McDermott, then we'll get into the uh, the additional behind the scenes stuff. All right, which one do you want me to roast first? Start with Matt Heinrich. All right, Matt Heinrich, dude, control your uncle, dude. Get him off Twitter. You see this guy? (laughs) Um, It's just like it seems like Soriano's dad all over again. It's it's all caps. It's Rutgers loses. Spelt loses wrong. Another NJ State champ commit for lack of proper communication and ignorance. This is all caps, mind you. Matt Heinrich, dot, 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 comma, comma, comma. I don't know why you did that. Uh, is only a junior at Southern Regional High School. Let's go, Rutgers, comma, comma, comma. I don't know what's with the commas going on here. Have a fucking clue. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Never, number one, that you never start the sentence with and. Come on, like yeah, I'm not yep. the best like with journalism, or I should be, but um, you don't start a sentence with Dan. I don't know why you put so many commas. You, you didn't need more than one, but you put three. Like uh, I, I, I tend to do the period thing where it's like dot 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 at the end of like a, a thing. I'm going to continue, but three commas that's just weird. But um, yeah, Matt Heinrich decommitted. Um, obviously, they're not the family's not happy about it. Um, but he was a 150 pound state champ, I believe, for New Jersey this year. It's not the worst thing in the world because um, I think, as you mentioned to me, uh, Alex Nini's also 150, and he's a commit as well. And I don't think he's one. And maybe, I, I might be wrong. Like might be a little, yeah. might be a little less. But um, they they're they're pursuing a bunch of other guys, so I don't really see this as like too much of a a loss per se. But I mean, honestly, just based on his uh, his uncle's reaction, I'm kind of like sa- sitting here saying like, "Hey, goody, you you avoided that one. Good job." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's moving on. It sounds like, um, might have some NIL relations to it too. He wants, everyone wants a bag in, in these days and I don't blame him. I you go get yours. Like, why not? So, uh, whatever. He lost a commit in state. It's, he's a state champ. He had a great year. Don't get me wrong, but so what are you going to do? Yeah. Unfortunate, <clears throat> uh, to lose a commitment, but it does sound like there may be, Reinforcements on the horizon there. Again, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yes. Um, Boone McDermott, though, he was the Rutgers heavyweight for the last two seasons. He came in as a junior college transfer. I think he had he was a um, a place winner at the 2022 
national um, tournament. What are you hearing about what happened with, with Boone McDermott? So Boone's technically got one year left. Uh, his first season he spent at Iowa Central, Iowa Western Central, Central Community College, something like that. I don't know what Iowa Western is. It's a JUCO. Um, I think it's just Iowa Western Community College. But he won the national title there. So there's some pretty high expectations coming in for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just average. I mean, he wasn't great. He, he finished uh, – he didn't do anything last year. I think he qualified for the NCAAs last year, but he didn't do much. Finished eighth in the Big Ten this year and qualified for NCAAs again. Didn't didn't really do much. Sounds like uh, it's bag chasing day for most of these guys. Like you, you got NIL just walking around for most of these guys, and some schools have a lot. Some schools don't have any. Some schools have a little. Like it's it all varies depending on the program and the school and NIL, how much people are donating, et cetera, et cetera. Sounds like he's gone, but. I don't think that's a big issue because it sounds like Rutgers has a kid coming to campus on Monday who's who's a pretty damn good wrestler. So, a another heavyweight. Yes, uh, we can already post. I mean, Lex posted about it, so I guess we could talk about it. And so did other people. I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to pronounce his name, but um, I'm going to give it a try. Uh, no, I'm giving it a try. The good right, old college go try. Yaroslav. Oh, fuck! Fucked up already. Yaroslav Slavikovsky. I feel like that's Russian, right? It's got to be. That was actually better than normal. That was a yeah, decent yeah. pronunciation. <laughs> I don't know how it's pronounced, but it sounded. You sounded good. You sounded confident about it. Yeah, I was very confident. Uh, <laughs> is that it's Russian? Like it's right. He's I from guess, Belarus. It, he's from Belarus. Belarus. I, close enough, you know. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, he's um, Harvard transfer heavyweight. He was a six seed in NCAA's. He just missed the podium this year. Um, he lost a one zero division, a one zero decision to Hilger. Um, to the in at Davidson in the blood round, which would have put him in the on the podium, but it's interesting. So he's on the do not contact list in the transfer portal, which is like, hey, don't don't talk to me. Basically, I'll do my own recruitment, which is fine. That's perfectly fine. It sounds like he's visiting Rutgers on Monday. Also, Michigan's after him as well, so that's going to be tough to keep him away from there. Um, but the fact that he's coming to campus is is huge. Um, I think you you obviously you try to lock him up immediately, but uh you can get him on board that's that's a pretty significant heavyweight that Rutgers hasn't had in quite some time yeah it'd be huge because I think Rutgers has struggled at heavyweight you know for as long as I've been yeah (laughs) as long as I've been a a Rutgers wrestling fan so uh obviously getting a you know NCAA place winner six seed from last year be huge because I mean Rutgers or the Big Ten's just loaded at every weight class, so you need to have a hammer at every weight, essentially. And if you mm-hmm. don't, it shows. Um, yeah. So, so hearing anything there. else out of the uh, the portal for Rutgers wrestling? Yes. So uh, Shane Griffith, the, everyone's favorite New Jersey kid that's on the West Coast in Stanford, the minute yep. that program was shutting down, not shutting down, everyone freaked out. And they're like, whoa, 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 wait, where's he going? Where's he going? And it's like, all right, hold yep. on, like, relax. They're, they're still alive as a program for now. Um. So he's deciding if he wants to wrestle again next year. He has another year left. Um, it's not the craziest idea, uh, according to Alex, that he could potentially come home. I'm not saying he will come home. Something to keep an eye on. Um, there's a rumor of another New Jersey kid at a Big Ten school that's uh, that might hit the portal soon, too. Uh, something to keep an eye on as well. Uh, it sounds like Rutgers has a pretty good shot at landing at least one, maybe two or three in the portal, which is, which is interesting too, because they do have nine starters returning. I think Heilman's the only one that graduates technically. Um, so 
I had my hopes up this season for a really good uh, dual team, a dual match team, and it didn't really pan out the way I thought it would. I, I'm starting to get my hopes up again for next season. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, they, they just pulled you back in. Shane yeah. Griffiths would be a massive addition. I think he was a Bergen Catholic kid, two-time NCAA champion. He was yeah. famous for wearing the black singlet to the NCAA uh, championships a few years ago when Stanford had announced they were getting rid of wrestling, and obviously mm-hmm. they brought it back. Um, this would be, you know, adding a Nick Siriano, Anthony yeah. Ashnall level wrestler to the program for one year. And 65's been a hole in the lineup for a while. So that would instantly probably go take us from a, you know, a top 25 level team to a top 10 level team. Yeah. Not, then, I don't think that's an exaggeration. Then you could put a nice little another uh, year on that banner that just hangs there with it, it. Dude, I don't know who made that banner. I get it. Like you want the top 10 finish, but like. As a banner, you, you got you got to make the numbers bigger. Like you can't just have like Rutgers top ten finishes, twenty twenty or twenty twenty one, whatever it was, yep. just sitting there and that's it. Like nothing and a whole giant empty space. And it's like, dude, we, you got to do something there. Like take it down for now. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, if, if you've paid attention to the boards of Twitter, there's been talks of a couple Pennsylvania hammers committing to Rutgers. And we only got yes. one. Sounds Hammer. like that second one. Second one's still coming though. Yes. Um, what can you tell us about that? The first one, uh, I don't know if I would have considered a hammer. Good commit. Not going to hate on him. Solid. Mm-hmm. Second one, sheesh, he's that is yeah. a hammer. If I should have brought a hammer out for today, that would have been funny. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, uh, something something with the hammers and Jersey Mike's arena teams. You know, Pike old pounding nails, and you know, there's a whole metaphor going on there somewhere. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, this this kid, if it sounds like he's kind of like silently committed and it'll, it'll go public relatively soon, I'm told. Um, but yeah, no, this this is a very good commitment for Rutgers wrestling. And again, every time I'm out, they drag me back in. And here I am mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, shit, here we go. Rutgers wrestling's back. And let's just wait and see. And to just add a little bit more of a tease, if we're talking about like a rival's ranking – for this kid from the, you know, the, the 5.1 ranking to the 6.1, you know, 6.1 being a five star, 6.0 to 5.8 being a four star. Where would you rank this kid that's uh, going to be, that's silently committed to Rutgers right now? I think our five stars stop at like 15, 18. I think he's like right on the other side. Is, is it, is it Usually it's like the top 22 to 30 okay, the so, uh, by the end of the rankings. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, that that's a five-star then. That would be a five-star commit. So this is massive. Uh, that's all we can really say on that, but uh, stay tuned for, if you're a wrestling fan, that's some additional news that will be dropping soon. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to hit on before we sign off here? Um, Let's see, wrestling, wrestling. We did wrestling, uh, basketball portal. Something to keep an eye on. I know we talked about John Hugley last, yesterday. Uh, he's taking a vis- official visit to Georgia Tech uh, mid next week, early next week, whatever the twenty sixth is. I think that's Monday, twenty seventh. Um, yeah, it's Monday. Um, who's the other guy? Someone else is taking a visit somewhere. Um, I know we talked about Nicholas Timberlake. He is one of the top targets. Uh, it sounds like UNC is pushing extremely hard for him. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a tough one to beat out. Uh, I think honestly, I think it's just gonna, they're just gonna keep looking in the portal and just keep looking for different names. And you guys enter every day, like I said, 
Uh, baseball has got a big series this weekend uh, up in stores. Um, what do you call it? UConn versus Rutgers. That's huge for the resume. Um, yeah. And I, I kind of hope um, Pykele takes a, takes a look at what Steve Owens did and says, like, all right, maybe we should do that. Like, Steve Owens looked at my his schedule and said, damn, we got screwed from the NCAA tournament. Watch this. I'm going to schedule every single team I can possible. Um, so. Yeah, UConn's arguably the best – baseball program in the northeast uh they regularly send uh guys to the the, the major league to major league baseball they're regularly up uh postseason team so huge to get them on the schedule so take to take one of three in a weekend series from uconn would be huge so yeah they've already beat teams like um they beat ohio state twice or they won a series against ohio state fau is a pretty good program they, they beat hawaii san diego state um, I think technically you can watch on UConn Plus. I don't know exactly how that works because, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> as the publisher of the UConn website, I should probably know that, but I don't know how that works. <laughs> um, speaking of UConn, um, I need to brag a little bit. But we went from, let's see, we went from number uh, 47 yesterday in our bracket pool on the night report on, on Yahoo Sports to up to 11th. And there I noticed go. all the 10 people ahead of me don't have UConn winning. If UConn wins, so. I know basketball. You you guys, <laughs> you guys don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, UConn uh, looks unstoppable right now. It's and it's I always love how the, the tournament brackets shake out because I think on one end of the bracket it's like a 9-3 Elite 8 matchup. The other end is like a a, a 4 to 9 matchup or maybe not 4 to 9. Um, that's four, four, three, four, three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who do you, who do you think? Obviously you got your, I got you. Who do you think is going to make the final four? Um, out of the final four, I have three left. So, I mean, hear me out. Texas, Yukon and Alabama. And then I had Duke, but that backfired. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas state's in the elite eight. Who do they play? They're going to play either. They play FAU. Oh, FAU. Yeah. They should be yeah. FAU. But I don't know. FAU is weird. Like I was talking to yeah, someone yesterday weird. because Dusty May, everyone likes to mention as the as soon as a job opens up, it's like Dusty May, Dusty May, Dusty May. I've been told Dusty May loves Boca, which I I mean, you ever, you, not, you ever been to Boca? <laughs> like, yeah, I haven't, but I've seen pictures, and I wouldn't leave. Um, it's it's like it's in a good job. They pay well. Like they get good coaches for a reason. They've had Link Kiffin. They had another coach. Who they didn't they have Tom Herman? Or they have Tom Herman? Tom Herman's the current football coach. Yeah, I know Howard Schnellenbacher, the former Miami coach, was actually the first football coach at Florida Atlantic. He founded the program, so there's a lot of they've had a lot of really prestigious coaches there for such a small program. Charlie Partridge, who's uh, mm-hmm. got it. We've mentioned in the past Carl Pellini. Carl Pellini. Um, yeah, I mean Willie Taggart. Like they they have money for a conference. You or I'm sorry. Future American Athletic Association or Athletic Conference uh, mate or conference? Well, I don't even know what the word I'm thinking of, but they're joining the American Conference next year, so it's going to be interesting. They're uh, they're basically replacing UCF, I believe, because I think UCF's yep. going Big Twelve. So mm-hmm. conference realignment's fun. Um, other than that, uh, I mean, do we want to touch on football before Tuesday, or do we want to wait till next week? Uh, let's wait till next week. All right. Well, Tuesday, obviously, is a uh, first day of practice. We'll be talking to Greg and several players. I don't know who. Um, I'm sure we'll probably get 
we're not going to get quarterbacks because quarterbacks are Thursday with Kirk Soraka, so that's going to be a good one too. Um, I don't expect them to say much. I don't expect anyone to really say much. And uh, it's it might be a quiet spring, but um, there's definitely some uh, interesting previews. We can go uh, take our best guesses at a depth chart if we really wanted to next week. Yeah, I think the only saving grace might be is if Kirk gets to speak again because Kirk was very, yeah. you know, I wouldn't say – wasn't candid, but he was very wordy the last time mm-hmm. he spoke. He just expounded on every question, which is nice considering Greg doesn't really give you guys much. And Kirk went and did a soliloquy on like every single question that you guys had for him. So. Yeah. So like I said, he'll he'll speak Thursday. Greg will speak Tuesday. So next Thursday, uh, if you're not to get, we got to get last thing before we're signing off. I know I keep delaying this. Um, <laughs> guys, I'm not asking for much. I'm just asking for a little bit of time. Go to the podcast that you're on, the podcasting app. See that little rate thing that says like rate one through five stars? Just put the five star mark. Like it's not hard. Or five, put 10 if five. you can do 10. Um, but yeah, it's not that hard. We, I think like we did the math. It's like 10% of our viewership actually rates us. Um, I'm not asking for a whole lot. There's just a couple buttons you got to hit. I think it's two buttons. You're listening to us anyway. I'm probably boring you at this point, but just hit the five star review button. And on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google, on I don't even know what other podcasting app there is, but if just hit the five star, it's not that hard. And then if you're on YouTube, just hit subscribe. And then if you're if you're you're bored, go on our YouTube comments. Some of the, there's some there's some people in there. It's fun. Yeah, throw some elbows in the YouTube comments. That's always fun. And you're hiding behind an anonymous name anyway, so yeah, people aren't going to know who you are if you're Ski Vermont or whatever. Oh, who? <laughs> yeah, who? Exactly. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Um, Richie should, said this spiel, so I don't got anything more for you. But once again, stay tuned to your podcast feed because, you know, news breaks all the time and we try and cover it as quickly as possible. So for me and Richie, this has been another edition of the podcast. So- Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.